0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of Barstool Backstage. Huge guest this week. We have Old Dominion on the podcast. They have a new EP coming out today as we speak. Great interview. Great guys. Boys, how the fuck are we today? Johnny, can we please talk about the sunglasses? Can we start with the sunglasses?
1: We decided we weren't going to address that. Is this a thing now? No, nothing's a thing, Colin. I love it. I, c- I can take them off. Oh, put him back on. Put
0: him back on.
2: (laughs) You uh, popped up on the interview yesterday like that with your new look and your new setup. And You have so
0: much more swag now because your arms are up your back. He has a church Uh, pew and sunglasses, dude.
1: Dude, I'll tell you what. If I grew my beard another two inches, you guys wouldn't even be able to talk to me. I'd be so cool.
2: No, you look look like like a Gallagher, brother you look
0: like the manager of an English band that they're all like terribly on heroin, but you're just basically pimping them out to make your money. That's what you look like to me. You see that Noel Gallagher <laughs> band,
3: uh, announced a new tour. Wait, what? Yeah, yesterday they announced a new tour um, with hold on, let me see. it's I know it's with metric opening.
0: Noel Gallagher's going
3: back out on tour? Yeah, uh, tour they just that announced- doesn't I'd rather see Liam honestly. I was kind of blown away by who they were going out with. Who was it? Why is no Gallagher? Gal- uh, Noel Gallagher and the High Flying Birds plus garbage in metric opening.
0: That's actually a pretty fire lineup. I'm not even gonna lie.
1: Is there a consensus as to which brother is the favorite? I think. Like, I think.
2: Like, I
0: think public sentiment has turned to Liam. Yeah. Huh. It's, well,
2: 50, I, it's fifty. I was gonna 50. Say
0: it's What I
3: see is fifty fifty.
2: Yeah, it's fifty fifty. It depends on your personality and what kind of like person you are. I feel like.
0: I think I was always Noel, but I think I've switched to Liam. I've watched a lot of Liam interviews recently, and Liam's just balling. I I love Liam. I like Noel See, they're like called.
1: a mythical archetypes, like Cain and Abel. Yeah, They've got constantly uh, weaving this, like, thing.
0: Snake. What's yeah. that thing you were talking about with the snake eating its own tail? What's that called?
1: That's an Uroboros, but this is a different snake.
0: Nah, they're an Uroboros, dude. Big time <laughs> Uroboros energy. Uh, real quick, this episode is brought to you by Bart... Jesus Christ, this episode of Barstool Backstage is brought to you by Protection Link, the game changers and warranty protection. We wanted to bring you a sponsor that is founded and operated by a close friend of ours, and at Barstool Backstage, we are proud Protection Link customers. It's funny, my mom, go to her house, her TV's half black, half of her screen is just black. I said, mom, what the fuck are you doing? You could have Protection Link, this could have been taken care of. Nope. No protection link. TV's broken. Absolutely fucked. Uh, These guys are the real deal when it comes to extended warranties on your car, RV, or home electronics. They offer month-to-month coverage on your vehicle RV, home electronics, saving you thousands in out-of-pocket costs uh, for a low monthly subscription. Uh, Learn more at protectionlink.command and use the promo code KENNYSUCKS to enjoy a 7-day risk-free trial. That's Protection Link, the game changers in warranty protection. Kenny.
3: Can I add something to this little advertisement? As yes. They, as Johnny says, because in his UK accent, um, I just got an email from them saying that they are soon launching home protection. Not even just Ooh. electronics. You're talking roofing, plumbing, the whole
0: thing. It's pretty sick, dude. I have friends of mine who have to get their roof read on. It's actually Erica from the band. Uh, Erica was I was over at her house the other night working on vocals, and and her roof is fucked. And she had a leak inside of her house. First off, shouts out Port Richmond for just making shitty property, but protection link could cover that could could cover that damn when are they watching that kenny do you know? I know it said coming soon
3: home protection beyond electronics i was like oh damn dude. we need
0: to we need to make like a tv like a movie trailer for that coming soon coming. protection link Can we through. go back a second you said you went
1: over to your mom's house you said what the fuck's going on do you actually swear like that with your mom big
0: time dude me and my oh, mom that's cool. yeah i'm no, just I'm... <laughs> trying to
1: picture get a no i'm trying to get a picture of you whether you're you're like one of those people that swears with their mom or whether you have a not-swear-in-front-of-your-mom relationship.
0: I mean, I'm no, I definitely... I think we all just have terrible mouths, to be completely honest. It's not like I'm going to mom, really? my mom and, like, yeah. yelling at her. But I no, think, no I like, don't mean
1: that. I mean, like, some people won't even say a fucking swear word oh, in no, front I'll, of their I'll mom. Oh, no, I'll curse in front of my mom, absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah, I know it's not great, and now that I'm bringing a child into the world, I'm going to try and stop that. That's going to be the hardest part about being a dad, is not curse in front of my kid. I got a friend... Who's
1: snapping photos?
3: Yeah, who's over here covert <laughs> ops, dude? <laughs> you got caught in 4K, son. Click.
1: Uh, I got a friend with a kid, and he swears a lot. And he gave up early on trying not to swear, and what they're trying. So I'm waiting to see how this plays out. Is basically just saying like these are words you can say at home. You have to understand you can't say these words in front of other people. Yeah, and it's try, gonna. Be so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna see if that works out for him before I make my decision.
0: I want to I say this real quick. I know Dave's about to come in. How long until he makes fun of me for a sleeveless shirt? Oh, well, I could do that for him if you want. <laughs> See, the thing is, I, <laughs> I literally now base my wardrobe coming on the podcast of what I'll get made fun of for. Good. ahead. What's that? Knock yourself out. Hold on. Hold on real quick. I, Boom. There she is. Oh,
1: what's go, so Dana. Bad? Go. <laughs> go.
0: <laughs>
3: Your husband forgot his sleeves in the closet. Sleeve monster got me, dude. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Uh, we have a We have a one tank top in the band rule
3: i'm telling
0: dave he's uninvited he won't care he won't care at all by the way dave and dante heading to nashville heading to nash vegas this week dante how you feeling
2: good man great interview yesterday um
0: i know what are the chances that we we interview them and then you're in nashville right away could have done it in person honestly dude the old dominion interview was awesome i like those guys a lot they were funny very, Very
3: honest. Cool. I listened to a lot of it when I was editing it yesterday, which I which is rare for me to just – normally I just run this shit through the programs. But like yeah. I would hit play and you're like, oh, I'm like listening, having a good time.
0: Very cool. They and were was, like um, one of my early introduction to country bands because when they hit is when I got into country. That was like college baseball time. And so that was, that was a fun interview for me. I didn't know they were such big songwriters. I was going to ask them whether or not they actually write their own stuff. Turns out they're actually big-time songwriters who made it because of that.
1: I've got to be completely honest, I had never heard of them before, which is par for the course with me of like not knowing of bands that are selling out stadiums and millions and millions of records. So like it's one of those things you're like, how the fuck have I not heard of them? And then they're cool. selling all this shit. It just it's like there's so many goddamn bands in the world or something
3: but but a lot of the i was just i was making a joke saying that's because you're old but also the country demographic while it spans into the younger generation as well it's such a big part of the older generation so being old is not really an excuse
0: (laughs) yeah but i feel like your look now is leaning towards you're going into your like uh hunter s thompson rolling stone or maybe even like a pitchfork era type thing so you are like big j journalist on the pod now
1: you have me at uh rolling stone or not even rolling stone like hunter s thompson but pitchfork is there's nothing worse you could have said to me.
0: Johnny, we need to get you like a feather boa. I feel like you would look good with a feather boa. in their I don't even know what right? that is, Khan. You know what a feather boa is. It's like a like a scarf made of feathers. Uh-oh, uh, a Johnny Depp outfit. Yeah, exactly. Basically that. David, how are you, buddy? Good. How's everybody doing? We're good. We were discussing you heading to Nashville.
4: Uh, yeah, Sunday through Thursday next week. I'm very excited.
0: I wonder how long it takes for you to completely black out
4: um during a bar opening nah because there will be people there (laughs) or are you go are you going back to the bar that we went to i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to find it i don't remember where what it was but
0: i feel like you know how like baby turtles find their way to the ocean one way or another like they're just like instinctually go there i feel like you'll just instinctually make your way to like the metal cover bar
4: yeah i'm gonna try to absolutely Hey, what's your drink of choice?
0: It. Yeah, what does I that drink?
4: It. I don't your... know about where it is. I got a good sense of direction. Um, me, I go vodka soda now.
0: You do go vodka soda. You're on your skinny girl shit.
4: Yeah, um, and it also gets you super fucked up because you can just slam a thousand of them.
0: Facts, big time facts. Yo, speaking of being old, we did not talk about this yet. This is a, a piece of music news that dropped yesterday. The double uh, XL freshman cover came out. I'm officially old. I'm in the know. We literally talk about music every week. We cover it constantly. I didn't know a like, barely knew a single name on the Double XL Freshman Cover. Dave, are you familiar with the Double XL Freshman Cover? What that is? Not inform me. So every year, Double XL, which is like a hip hop magazine, puts out a list of the top ten freshmen of the year, and every year it's debated that the list sucks like uh every year people are like oh man hip-hop's gotten so corny and then these people go on to be huge superstars and we all look like idiots this year might be the first year that I looked at it and I was like, dude I just might be old I don't know like I I recognize like maybe one or two names our boy Armani white got left off the list somehow and had the fourth biggest album release of the year so far this year which bummed me out because it is I'm kind of at it now, I've never heard a single
4: one of these people
0: dude I know Dante you're in the know obviously did, did you recognize any of the names on the list?
4: Yeah, but
2: double XL kind of not jumped the shark, but they are in the business now of trying to be like trailblazers and I feel like they're trying to call shots uh so that they can turn around in like 10 years and be like look, we had this guy on our freshman you know cover you know, five or 10 years ago, more than just going with like a sure thing, like you just mentioned, like Armani White. Are they Dude, pitchforking it? Yeah, yeah. they're pitchforking exactly. it, basically. Exactly. I'm exactly. looking
0: back at some old, older ones, like 2011's freshman list had Meek Mill, Kendrick Lamar, Lil B, <laughs> shouts out the bass god, YG, Mac Miller, uh, Big Craig. On- I'm like, look, monsters. Monsters. There was one, I think it's 2010. Had this absolutely insane list. I'm going through it now. They had Nipsey Hussle, Freddie Gibbs. But uh, would you have said J. that at Cole. the time? I don't. Well, I mean, for me personally, that was when I was really paying attention to it because 2010 okay. was my senior year of high school. So you had J. Cole, Nipsey Hussle, Wiz Khalifa, Freddie Gibbs, people that have absolutely become full on superstars. And I don't know, like 2016 was probably the last time that superstars were on it when you had Lil Yachty, Kodak Black. Uh, 21 Savage uh, Denzel Curry like people that now are considered big but back then people were like this is ass this is trash hip-hop's in a bad spot and then now got, we look I got
1: high with Wiz Khalifa in Memphis once
0: excuse me you want to tell that story <laughs> well what
1: happened was we had our bus parked three buses down from him and then I just got high <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait did you smoke with him or no was no it not, not, not
1: at all he was on a festival we were playing in Memphis and like the it, i'm serious like you it was just like a proximity not even like hot boxing or anything it was like a proximity high did Jesus. you get context high what what i say context,
0: did high, context not even high? contact context
1: uh, did i say context i don't no, know i'm the, saying
0: context i'm still high <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of which
3: where's my weed pen
0: kenny if you can get high with anybody who would you get high with Kenny, if you can get high with anybody, who would you get
1: high His with? His kids on their 18th birthday, man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet my kids will get high before that. Um, if I could get high with anybody, who would it be? I did get to get high with Be Real. That's That's a- cool. Whoa. That was a big one. Uh, I've never been higher in my life than that time. Uh, I mean, like Snoop is like a classic one. Oh, Seth Rogen would be real
0: fun. Old That's school it.
2: Seth Rogen, not new school Seth Rogen. Yeah, new school I Seth Rogen's
0: sure. kind of a weenie
2: i, don't I just you, uh a with, i just smoked with rick ross on friday night oh that's so <laughs> <sick>. Yo, rick <laughs> ross clubs. Clubs. did you oh dude they were passing around probably 15 to 20 blunts yeah an hour yeah. hour and a half they were there did you smoke it though oh d- yeah dude you, hell you, yeah a fucking nerd like you doesn't understand what the word pass around means. I know what it means. I didn't know whether
0: Did you, you were excluded Wait, from the pass I, didn't, around? Did I, you, I didn't know, you know if you were excluded from the circle, asshole.
3: Did you I inhale it? Call it <laughs> his whole life because he it goes work. to church a lot.
2: When the fuck is Colin gonna smoke?
3: When he comes out, when everybody comes out here to old Ken Dog's place for like an in person <laughs> thing, we're gonna get high as fuck. We're gonna get him so take high this, he
2: has panic attacks.
3: Take this then we're gonna fucking that podcast to the next level. Fire. That's what I'm
0: saying. Do you know how great content yeah. it would be? I
4: it told you to be, my I plan:
3: green screen, right? It a like Action Bronson watching the alien shit. Just Colin on the couch. Yeah,
4: perfect. <laughs> so be like, me, be like,
3: me by the, myself.
2: Me? Why did I wait this long?
0: Nobody with uh, you, baby. Yeah, there's nothing like bringing a child into what the world. I my say, first action is just start getting high all the time. One,
3: one thing as a veteran weed smoker, habitual weed smoker that I've learned over the years is you, veteran. Never, you never get high with somebody for their first time. That is my rule. <laughs> I will never do it. It is never what if, I, for anybody. what if what if I show up and you
0: guys are like veteran to
3: weed smoke? Yeah, yeah, thank you for your service. You know what I mean? What if
0: I show up and you guys are like, <laughs> all right, it's time to get high. And I'm like, cool, I brought my own heroin. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, that'd be so sick. I bet heroin's awesome.
4: Just start toasting spoons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna do heroin, it's gotta be in Philadelphia because I'm pretty sure I can get it very oh, easily.
4: True. Oh, <laughs> like, you on. just gotta like ask your neighbor, probably.
0: First of I gotta say something. This is off my list early. All these weenie politicians that are running for the, the Republican seat or Republican presidency nomination. There's all these like B-list Republicans that they're doing national tours of like basically what a disaster zones run by Democrat cities. There was like three different things I saw on Twitter. It was like these like shitty B-list Republicans coming through. They're like, we're in Kensington, Pennsylvania. First off, it's Kensington, Philadelphia, you fucking losers. And they're like, look at this hellhole, this Democrat-run hellhole. It's like, dude, you're literally walking around filming people at the worst stage of their life. Right, and, like, right. Putting a camera can in their I, face. Can I say, list. I hate to talk about it. Can I say, like,
3: if I hear people talk about the violence in Chicago one more time, only <laughs> for so them tough. to realize it's not even in the top fucking ten, you stupid fucks. Shut up.
0: It uh, is. Stop when using you, our cities. Yeah, they suck. Yeah. But let that be our problem. They're not we even, don't even top 10. Like, like eight, dudes of don't top, even, eight of the top 10 are red cities. You're like, what are we talking about? The funniest part is all these dudes are going up against Trump, which is hilarious to me. They're like, we're going to beat them by showcasing this. I'm like, dude, you're not beating, you're not beating the big dog, dude. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to take say, that we, nomination. This, this, is,
3: this is not an opinion piece at all. I'm just curious as like, for somebody who, who lost 2018 midterms, or 2020 election, the 2022 midterms, they're like fourth times a charm. I just don't understand the like, okay, this one's the one, you guys, fourth times the charm. Like, oh, man. Same, same for the other side. Like, Be better. Fuck be better, same. man. Goddamn. Be better.
1: Guys, nice. can I
0: just say shut the fuck up?
1: Who cares? I just vote for Johnny for president.
0: <laughs> Yo, if you run for president with Dude, those glasses he on, I'll If he did, like, like. Don't you have to
3: be born in America no, it, to run? Who cares? Listen, if if you give like presidential addresses in that pew with that mic and those sunglasses, yo, leader of the
4: free world,
1: you yeah. got my vote. Separate this church and state. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I want to yo, did now. you see that? I don't I don't know if this was like actually real. I didn't look at the article, but um I saw it on Not the Onion, so I'm assuming it's very real. But um in Texas, they're banning Every every type of like you can't do burlesque shows or drag or anything oh. in the presence of children. So now the Dallas Cowboy cheerleader, like anything sexually explicit.
3: Oh,
4: now the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders are freaking the fuck out. Like, uh what the fuck is this? I like, can't wait until Jerry Jones comes us, out. Right? He's like, he's they like, gonna like, get I,
3: rid of nine-year-old I, beauty pageants too.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, right, one, on. I, that
1: one I went. That one I would back because that shit is fucking creepy, creepy as
0: fuck. As hell, yeah. <laughs> Real quick, this tweet just came across Twitter to me, and this, this pertains to music, so we can get off whatever the fuck we were just talking about. This is a tweet from Paul McCartney. I don't know if anybody saw this. Been great to see such an exciting response to our forthcoming Beatles project. No one is more excited than us to be sharing something with you later this year. We've seen some confusion and speculation about it. Seems to be a lot of guesswork out there. Can't say too much, but at this stage, to be clear, nothing has been artificially or synthetically created. It's all real and we all play on it. We cleaned up some existing recordings, a process which has gone on for years. We hope you love it as much as we do. More news in due course. Is there a new Beatles album coming? It sounds like
1: something an AI version of Paul McCartney would say. (laughs) But don't yeah. you
3: remember Paul McCartney was going to release some Beatles shit using John Lennon's voice and AI to like? Make right, it- but
0: I think that's what he's trying to clean up. But like, that's what so I'm saying.
3: They- he's saying that that's not what they're doing. They're using old recordings.
0: So, are we getting like a Revolver era Beatles album that never got released? Like that, I'm in for. I don't.
1: You know. uh, I I generally fall on the side of not wanting to hear those things. Like, I get the appeal of hearing unreleased things or bootlegs and that, but. Like, if it was meant to come out, they would have put it out. Unless there was some situation where, like, a record label wouldn't put it out, and now the artist wants to put it out. I have no interest in hearing what a record label 40 years later wants to remaster and turn into a piece of shit after the fact. Like, the remasters never sound better than the originals, ever. Um, So, look, if Paul McCartney's personally involved in this, that's a little bit, obviously, different. But it's still, you're missing to by critical people it, it feels weird
3: so i got a great comparison you know what i mean Beatles are trying to put out new shit that nobody's ever heard not probably a great idea sublime mm. they never put out a lot any posthumous shit you know what i mean so like yeah that's why
0: it's so special that you have 40 ounces of freedom from 92 it's what we got dave would you be excited if they put out a new sublime album of shit that was recorded with bradley before he died
4: i would listen to it yeah i would yeah, honestly, definitely. I would
0: too. <laughs> yeah. I would listen to it, but like I think
4: actually, Johnny's- I would be very excited for it when they announced Roman Ramirez is their Actually, I still got Rome's number from Kenny in my phone book. No, I, just- I have tried
3: to get Rome. Rome has told me three times he's down to come on. He wants to come on, and then when I hit him with the circling back on this, I get fucking big ghosted. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know.
4: Just keep keep prep keep peppering, Kenny. You'll, yeah, get, yeah, it. you'll yeah. get
0: He it. can't do an A-Wall show. He knows what's up. Let's go. Just just send him a zoom link and see what happens. We'll all just Let's sit go. here and wait. I send it to him right now. TV Pop. Send, right, right right send him now.
4: right now. He's so sick. I'm just serious, keep Peppering
0: do it. a pun, Dave.
1: I'm
4: sorry. Keep peppering sublime. Isn't pepper uh, like it? There, that was uh not intentionally, but kind of a little bit, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but I don't like. When they when they read, I forget the name of the the first Sublime with Rome album. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I was. I love that it. record. I love I that a, album. I did. What a are like you
3: it. saying,
0: Kenny? Grow up! You don't like that record?
3: Oh, dude. Okay. Can I say that? Like,
1: I, this might be why he's not coming on the podcast, Kenny.
3: I yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> honestly, I don't think he gives a shit either. He's an incredible producer. Works with a lot of fans more than you'd ever think, and he's the sweetest guy on earth. But it's it's the it's the purity thing for me which i believe as a sublime fan i'm allowed to feel right it was you know sublime was sublime and then like i go and see him play in concert or I play a show with them and you got rome right singing and playing guitar and you got josh freeze
1: on drums and you're like
3: that's not fucking sublime that's zero percent sublime like i don't know man so speaking of, kenny
1: do you have any like unreleased awol like tracks or anything
3: i'm sure yeah
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, leak, okay. leak that shit.
3: I
4: I, yeah. I should extort him for from- money.
1: <laughs>
4: you you should extort him. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. do that right now be like, "Yo, man, you've been a real prick lately." Call him out right was here it on
3: this podcast. Yo, don't make- know, say his name
0: <laughs> You know we didn't cover it all. Bonru was last weekend.
4: I completely fucking forgot about oh, it. I, I always it, watch a Bonnaroo stream on whatever. Their it's it's guys. on Hulu now.
0: They,
3: you yeah, can it was, watch on, the it's been on, on Hulu the last
4: few years, and I didn't. I always watch the stream. That's how I discovered Still Woozy last year, and they're fucking awesome. Still so, awesome. I got a
3: couple points about that. So, good Bonnaroo, while great, is such a muddy fucking shit show of festival. I've never yep. seen more dead people. On the ground on day three, as I was walking to go see Billy Joel in my life. now by
0: dead people, you you mean like, like day three at the
3: festival on the curb, fucking, blah, 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 you know. Uh, <laughs> but that night, Billy Joel fucking kicked ass, and I got to see Rubber Plant dope. But Bonnaroo, I saw Haley Williams came out and sang with, my hero, uh, my hero with Foo Fighters, which was cool on paper, cool as a performance. She's sang it in an interesting register. Yep. Right? That I was like, it made the song different. I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. Have oh. you ever
0: heard the Paramore cover of that song? No. Fuck no. It's, it's good. <laughs> it's acoustic. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure it's great, honestly. I will say of all the festivals I've seen this year, Bonnaroo <laughs> looked like it was actually probably the best.
3: Like I it's think
4: smart. it's always it's, – I've never been to it because I hate people and crowds and shit, but mm-hmm. I think that would be by far the best concert to go to. Bonnaroo no,
3: I forgot. Bonnaroo is where I got in trouble for moving the bus. <laughs> you moved the it. bus? So, the guy, so I had a little mini 80cc dirt bike and Bonneru, dirt fields everywhere. I was like, this is perfect. My fucking bus driver, when I woke up, he was already gone at the hotel and he had backed the trailer all the way up to a fence. So, I couldn't get the bike out. So, (laughs) I fucking figured it out and I pulled it forward like five feet, got the bike out. My TM freaked out on me.
0: This isn't Bonnaroo related, but it is live show related. Did anybody see the video of BB Rexa getting hit in the face with a cell phone? The
3: cell phone.
0: Yeah. Yo. this is social media coming back to bite artists in the ass because uh-huh. there's this like big trend going on now where like it's like set up where like it's like i threw my phone on stage at like a kendrick lamar concert and kendrick picked up my phone look what happened some dude took his fucking brick of a cell phone yeah. and launched it full speed and clocked bb rex in the yeah. face yeah yeah here take a picture bitch dude he got arre- you know- arrested right I think so. Oh yeah, and then he, and then they asked him what happened, and he said, "I just thought it would be funny." Yeah, yeah. yo, don't. That's a funny. great answer. I thought it would be funny, <laughs> Dante. If you were Dante, if you were DJing and someone threw a cell phone and they hit you, what would you do?
2: Dude, I take about five or six cell phones a night from people that shove requests in my face, um, or Shazam shit, or show me their Spotify. I just take the phone. Put it in my pocket. Put it behind <laughs> the dude. That's so sick, Dante. Have you ever
3: uh, had anybody try to order a drink from you? Oh, <laughs> have you seen those video? That
2: video of that one chick she saw. Oh yeah, daughter? yeah. From the DJ, <laughs> like, she's so wasted. <laughs> yeah. What that, is the That's what? a great video. But it. But I'll tell you, nothing teaches people quicker not to shove their fucking phone in someone's face than having it take away. They they all stand there like, what the fuck just happened? And like, they don't know what to do. And <laughs> a few of them will be like, "Wait, w- why did you take my phone?" And I'll just be like, "I thought you were giving it to me." Right? Yeah, yeah. And they don't know <laughs> what to say. And Some of them will get a security guard, but they never, you never see them again. So do you, tr-
0: do you treat it like uh, when people throw their hats on the ice for a hat trick at hockey, where it's just at oh. the end they come collect their phones uh, in like no. a bin? Dude,
2: it. What do I you do with the get, phones. I will get like one request a month that is amazing and incredible and I'll like high five or pound that person and I will play it like almost immediately, but it is so rare. It's always fucking Mm. bad bunny (laughs) or a top five song that somebody acts like they need to remind you to play. (laughs) What were some of the good ones? You're not going to play it otherwise. It's like, dude, it's fucking 11 o'clock. Like, (laughs) Shut yeah, up. I'm gonna we're play Doodle. Shut the fuck up. What were, yeah. what were some of the good ones that you remember? Yeah. Um I usually tweet them. Um I don't remember, know. I've been getting like recently, I think because she passed, obviously, but some like good Tina Turner songs. Oh yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. That is a good um, it's usually, I mean, it's never anything current, it's always like old shit yeah. that you forget about. And- can we, can we do a
1: segment where we all bring in once a week the worst insult we've received on Twitter or Instagram or something and compare? Cuz I know Dave gets a lot of hate. I'm oh, sure yeah. Kenny at some point you've got some. Colin all you get is hate. I've got some fucking gems. Yo, the Great last idea. Time, the last time
3: we did segments was the John Mayer jam band. Uh
2: conversation Oh yeah. That we had and <laughs> a lot of hate that I got from that. It was so Let's stupid. please let's please do it. Honestly, um Give us a hot take. We need a hot take right now. Nine out of ten of my mean tweets will probably be from Johnny, so it'll probably be pretty good.
1: No, I don't. (laughs) I'm pretty nice with you on Twitter. I don't. Don't you feel like? And plus, I'm not always tweeting, so it could be one of my brothers. uh,
2: Maybe it is one of your brothers. They had a good one the other day or last week. I'm trying to remember what it was. a well, your
3: country shit la- yesterday on the text thread was making me die. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, that was, that was, that was not pretty hard.
1: hard. Yeah.
0: Dude, we <laughs> had I got I got a great argument on uh, Twitter. I posted this long thing about like why Zach Bryan, I think he's succeeding in the music industry and some dude, just random dude because I'm getting a lot of people retweeting it and being like, yeah, this is fire. And then some dude commented was like, yeah, but he tweets like a 12 year old girl and I commented back and I was like, yeah, dude, really good point. Uh, Whenever we get a chance to talk to him, I'll make sure to bring that up so he changed it and the guy comments back he's like okay cool thank you here are four examples <laughs> and i was like you fucking dipshit i was like this is not how this works i like, don't understand sarcasm dude, he's like John- thank you so much here are four direct examples i was like yeah that's what i'm gonna do if i ever get the opportunity to talk to zach bryan i'm gonna be like yo great music but dude can you uh really start uh manning up your tweeting style get the fuck out of here dude, johnny shit yesterday <laughs> he
3: said <laughs> Someone took Ed Sheeran and dipped him in the Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes, this sounds like an electric F-150.
0: Here we go. This is a comment on a Congo's music video. Accordions belong in Mexican videos. I'm tired of their sound being rammed down our throats. The accordion has no place in rock music. So you're not Mexican enough to put an accordion in there?
1: Dude, here's this this comment I'm about to send you. is. Super offensive. So you I don't know if you want to read it out loud or not, but our manager <laughs> framed this one and put it on his wall.
4: <laughs> Why did
2: oh how did God. the Mexicans appropriate the accordion? I thought the accordion was like a European no, that's
1: n- like, that isn't what story. happened. It's not what happened, is America murdered the accordion. The rest but, of the world, accordion's just like a part of life, like the all of Latin America, South America, Europe. Africa, South Africa, even Italy. Yeah. I mean, dude, Italy, there's a place, Casta di Fiori or something. It's like the place where accordions are all made. Like half my accordions are made in one little town. America, I think it was this dude, Lawrence Welk in the 70s. Like your grandparents probably know this dude who played these corny ass polkas on TV. And like single handedly, I think murdered the accordion for like 40 years because everyone's like,
0: fuck that instrument. It's corny as shit. Boys, what do we have to do to get the accordion back into popular culture? Johnny,
1: well, what's that's what the I was step? talking about with Old Dominion on in the interview? It's like there's a video they had where they're playing it. You just need more people playing it in a cool way to like change the narrative. Can I, can so I give
0: if, a compliment? Uh, if, if Ice Spice was on stage, like twerking her ass and oh, then ruins, had an accordion going, oh, that ruins it. Can I give a compliment?
3: Which <laughs> <laughs> is a rare thing, right? So I need everybody to shut the fuck up. Um, if Anyone, if anybody could bring the accordion back in any type of cool way 100% it's johnny this is weird but congos i've always said this while their music is great and the songwriting is great their live show is so much heavier than i think anybody who's just a listener would realize and when you hear some of the accordion shit dun dun da da
0: whatever the fucking song that is dude it's fucking dope if that's not cool i don't know what is Dante, do you remember a couple of years ago when like the pan flute became like the hottest thing in hip hop where like the uh, that. There, there was a bunch <laughs> of different there's a bunch of different songs that like the beat was just like a fucking like a recorder.
5: Yeah, We
0: need to get you on like a Playboy Cardi album playing the accordion and have that shit run back. I'm working.
1: There on was a- that moment in the early two, like 2009, 2010. There were a couple like house tracks that had accordion. They were massive in Europe, Dante. I'm sure you know the ones I'm talking about. There was like these little accordion melodies that were huge, but
0: I don't know. It needs something else. I like, think now. I have said? to look
1: up the names. It's, it's like, like
0: Avicii probably had it. I feel like Avicii was an accordion guy.
1: That that kind of thing, but it wasn't. It wasn't him.
0: All right, before we get before we get into the interview, before we get into the old Dominion interview, let's real quick go. Over what the fuck we been listening to? Because I have a good one. I'm sure Dante's boy like chopping at the bit for this. Has anybody ever heard of Danielle Ponder? Mm-mm. This unbelievable artist that my drummer Jimmy found. What? That It's like um she has a very similar voice to uh Brittany Howard from Alabama Shakes.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: But just, it's like if Brittany Howard sang over Danger Mouse instrumentals. It's fucking, I want to see if it's will come on. Are you just picking that up?
3: No, that shit doesn't works.
0: All right, cool. Great. Awesome new <laughs> microphone. Uh, check out So Long by Brittany Ponder. No, uh, Jesus. Danielle Ponder. Um, well, I also don't want to get taken down, but uh, Danielle Ponder, definitely what I've been listening to. Uh, other than that, a lot of the Head and the Heart, and I've been running back Childish Gambino uh redbone came on the other day and i've just forgot
4: redbone how fucking like, cool. he did a uh, american band
0: no redbone the song by childish Gambino. Uh, yeah. oh,
3: okay. yo he did yeah. i think i want to say it was a fallon performance or something one of those late night tv shows where he played redbone shirtless and shirtless and it was just the sickest fucking and then i watched a couple of concerts on on youtube because i haven't had the opportunity
0: to see him but like dude his shows are so good i have to say this and this is a, a thing for all tiktok artists out there Stop covering certain songs. Not every song needs to be covered. I saw a lo-fi cover of Redbone by Childish Gambino, and I almost took a header out the window. It doesn't need to be covered. Certain things don't need to be covered. Like every commercial. loves cover songs. But every commercial now is like a slowed down lo-fi version of like a classic song. Stop. Not everything needs to be covered. It bothers you know where me. I see that a lot in TV shows, right?
3: That, like, yes, that's what yeah, I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Every once
1: in a while. It's because those directives go out, you see them from all the sync companies. We're looking for a cover that's really well known, but they don't want to pay for both sides. Right. Yep. So it's like get me a low uh lo-fi or indie artist that's not that well known, but the song's well known, and we can like kill two birds with one it stone.
0: Always sucks. Just stop.
3: I did a cover one time that was awesome, though. <laughs> what was it? We did uh me and Max did uh don't dream it's over by crowded house oh sweet we did like a dark synthy version of it hey while we yeah, did dude. um uh uh what's that fucking bruce springsteen song hey little thing is your daddy home? i'm on fire oh, I yeah mean, that one it was fucking great i've been I've seeing com- young the giant too.
1: recently at their show has been playing uh both sides now by joni mitchell and they're doing a really cool version of it
4: oh, wait t- wait kenny isn't it is it your guys cover of that like is that like a huge? Was that not a hit? It was well that? known. Yeah, it was like well known. Of the I'm on fire one. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, yeah, 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 I've yeah. Watched that on YouTube and shit. Was that like,
0: was that in a movie, movie, Kenny? Did that get tight,
3: saved? I, I think so. Uh, what was tight though was um, we always would play it live right after the encore, where you like fake say goodbye, right? Um, but it was tight because, like, the last song before the encore was like heavy, lights, ah, right? Because you're pretending to leave, ah, see you guys later. We leave. And then we come back out and we played that song we real, like, mellow and dark. And it was fucking awesome. Really,
1: really
0: we cool. always sa- sound check with that song a lot. It's great.
1: I don't know. You know why. what's on my list, guys? That, like, the way Kenny put it about the encores, the fake encores, <laughs> is a real encore. I feel yeah. like I've had two in my entire life yeah. that were actually real. Yeah. And we played this show in Santander in Spain. And, like, no one had really heard of us. There were, like, 50 people maybe in the show. And those 50 people gave us an actual encore at the end of the thing, like, where we were half a mile away in the dressing room, and we could hear them. We're like, fuck, this is a real one. Not like a, oh, we're coming back. You know, We didn't play our hit. We're coming
0: back. Shit, you know?
3: They figured it out. As soon as the house, like, turned on, everybody knows it's for real.
0: (laughs) It's the the last bit of peekaboo as adults that we get to play. It's like, oh, we're leaving. Just kidding. We're back. Uh, Dante, anything new you've been listening to?
2: No, but I am going to see Morgan Wallen tonight at Wrigley Field, and I'm really excited. Interesting. Weather's awesome. With him. Wrigley's incredible. Uh, shows got rescheduled a few times. Should be awesome. Is like, Bailey Zimmerman on this? Uh, no, it is Hardy,
0: I believe. Uh, okay. Well, maybe you'll see Glunny Balls on stage since that's his new thing. He just pops up everywhere on stage uh dave have you been listening to anything i've been listening to goose a lot oh interesting you're on your jam band shit now summertime understood i mean they their goose is as close to fish as it gets
4: kenny it, go ahead buddy what you got to say yeah i i knew kenny was gonna roll his eyes I, I didn't, it's, didn't it's say a word i didn't say a word
1: i'm so sad i missed that jam band hate of. fest that kenny was that you guys put up on the uh page the other day
3: could you tell me if i was right i said that johnny would be on my side with this
1: that's what i I, and i and i wrote back to you in the group chat that i would never publicly agree with you (laughs) Uh, out of principle but i'm kind of on the fence about it because i i I wrote probably more hate uh messages about jam bands in that thread than anyone but i also do really i mean you could argue that a lot of what we do is pretty jam bandy when you see us live. Like we extend shit way out long kind of self-indulgent solos. So I'm kind of on the fence on that one.
4: I say it's self-indulgent if you can do it like do you remember
5: yeah
1: No, because there is a point Dave where it crosses over Me. where it's you're just jerking off on stage yeah. and it's like fine it's fun That's but do it in the privacy of your own home.
3: That's a, that's what yeah, that's what you, we said. This was subjective, right? That's what you want to see. The last thing I want to see is somebody. That's why all the I don't give a shit. So is fucking K-pop bands and fucking.
0: I like your attitude,
3: but
4: that I mean, like, You're, I, What I can't understand is that you like, can't how many understand can manipulated guitar like John Mayer can manipulate a guitar. I know um, it's more um, than okay. I'd assume. Um,
1: okay, so for me, if you want to talk about like a band that I don't think is considered a jam band, but I would call them like the god tier of jam bands is a band uh, is dire straits yeah. because yeah. i don't like they kind of are in that jam band world like where some of their songs go on for a really long time and mark Knopfler is just like really taking it to the length of a solo but to me they're so polished and like it's so coherent that it doesn't drift into just like mindless wandering that jam bands sometimes wait, 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 do wait
4: a wait, 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 wait a minute I just listened to an entire new record produced by Kenny Carkeet that is a jam band guy.
3: (laughs) Right. But do you understand, Andy? Do you understand that Andy comes to me to pull him out of jam band world? That's my (laughs) job is to get him out of jam band world and into alternative radio world. Do you, mm. <laughs> do you see? Do you see? Grant, because you
4: despite, you, I've seen Andy, I think, three times live now.
3: And Problem, Dave. If you could go to a fucking county fair and potentially see the best jam band you've ever seen in your life, and that's the problem.
0: Yo, so- Kenny just hit a hard South Park right there. He went, do you see? Do
5: you what see? What is that? What do is you that? you yeah, yeah yeah do
0: you see do you see yeah this is me at, at the geysers at yosemite yeah. park do you see do you see <laughs> uh, all right let's let's well, let's get all this let's go into our interview with uh, old dominion we'll come out to on list off let's get of the fuck out of here uh so this is our interview with old dominion yeah! How you feeling? Yeah! You feel all right? all right ladies and gentlemen on the guest list this week a band that needs no introduction a fucking hit factory I'm honored to have him here. We got Old Dominion on the podcast, boys. How are we? Good, What's good,
6: up? we're good. We do need an introduction, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't need an introduction. And I, I want to start
0: off by saying this as a songwriter myself, can I please politely ask you to just chill on the hits? Like, some of I us need off, to eat shit like that, dude. I, we have to eat. You guys have been on a goddamn <laughs> roll for like a decade now.
6: We we're have. trying to stay on that roll, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 a million. <laughs> in. welcome to barstool backstage shit happens this is literally what happens um but no you guys have a new project coming Very
5: dante a single thing never
0: dante put your shit on me there we go i'm gonna edit that out it doesn't matter but you guys have been on a roll you have a new project dropping as this comes out today how does it feel to finally have new music back out there
6: it's awesome I mean, it's like you know we're constantly creating, constantly writing. So every time we get to drop new music, it's like it's like Christmas, man. It really is. Mean, it's ex- it's exciting because it's like we work on it for so long, but it's like when you finally get to put it out in the world, it's a little nerve wracking. But it's you know we feel pretty confident at this point, so. It's exciting to see. I how mean, how many feel. how many ACMs do you guys have to win for group of the year before
0: you finally feel confident putting something out and being like, I think we got this on lock. <laughs> <market." laughs>
5: Dude, that, <laughs> the minute we lose that edge, you know, the, the minute we we lose that like voice in the back of our heads that says we're not good enough, uh that's when we lose it all, man. Do you well, I, w- I was
1: going to say right off the bat, just reading, reading up on you guys a bit, obviously you start as songwriters perhaps before doing this as a, as a band, like, is, is that the front thing, is that, that informed the fact that you guys are here with the humility right off the bat saying you need an introduction? Like you don't come across immediately off the bat, like artists do. Do you know what I mean?
5: Yeah. Where- yeah. Yeah. We spent, we spent like well over a decade just trying to be songwriters and you know, we, we, we had we moved here with that goal not to be a band we weren't trying to do this we just we were friends and we were writing songs together and we were playing them in bars and stuff uh just for fun and you know we would go out on the you know in my little minivan sometimes we drive a couple hours out of town and and make a little money but um mostly we we're just trying to write songs just to make right it that way. and then suddenly we start having all these like hits and people start going well Who the hell is this band that's writing hits for everybody? Like all those guys are writing hits. Why aren't they doing it? And that was the answer. And again, then we decided to try to do it. And they band. were
6: like, "Why are these guys trying to do this?" <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, they were. They
1: were
0: like, "What? You're songwriters.
5: You're not a band. No. Yeah, you can't have a record
0: deal. Yeah, they're saying that. So that you keep feeding them the songs, you don't get to keep them for yourselves. <laughs> I know how Nashville works. I know how this
5: shit
6: works.
1: Well, I mean, was there actual resistance that you met with that in in terms of the the scene or the industry?
6: Oh Did yeah, yeah we got down turned by down by. Every label, sometimes multiple times. Actually, we're, we're on Sony. We got turned down twice, I think, by Sony. Yes. And uh, it wasn't until um, we got signed out of Sony New York. Sony New York basically called Nashville and said, I know you've passed on this band before, but we're signing them. So work them, you know? Yep.
0: What was the yeah. moment where you think that switched for you guys, where, they, where somebody was finally like, okay, I see this as a project and not just a group of songwriters?
5: A couple things happened that don't ever happen um anymore um uh, which I don't know why they happened to us it just it just did was you know we had been turned down but we kept going and we were getting played on um, satellite radio mm-hmm. so um uh, the highway was playing our songs and randomly this guy who was a produ- program director I think in Seattle at the time had heard our song on satellite and he started playing it on his radio station and he's calling all his buddies and they start playing and suddenly we're getting radio play without having a record deal and that that was break up of them yeah it had to have been yeah so break up of them starts getting played on on, you know a handful of radio stations and then suddenly turns into you know a dozen radio stations and then a few more start getting added on and then we get invited to um, be the opening act on the Kenny Chesney tour. Um,
4: That's so where we, I saw you guys originally, and you played at Joe's on
5: Weed Street back then. Right. Oh right. yeah. So, so, so we, were this, you know, we were this band who's driving around in this shitty van, but suddenly have some song some radio stations playing, and we're gonna be the first unsigned band to ever get invited onto a stadium tour. So Jesus. then at that point. It's like, okay, like at that no, point. No, no, uh,
6: actually at that point, we thought, oh, it's a no brainer. But then we flew, a, uh, I guess I won't name which record. There was another record label that already oh, passed yeah. on name us. Him, name them, so name them. There we go. We go, okay, we're going to. You've actually, gone you now. He, Actually, I will name them because it's a great story. Yeah, uh, yeah, so he, 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 would, he would laugh at it. He would laugh. Espo at John Esposito at uh, Warner Brothers. So we they would already passed on us, but they called us up and go, you know what? Maybe we made a mistake. We want to come see another show. And we go, oh, here we go. They fly down. I think we were in Atlanta or somewhere. Yeah. Play this theater. Amazing show. I mean, we just tear it down. The crowd's going crazy. We have a couple hits in our bag of songwriters. we got the Chesney tour, like you said. Radio yeah. starting to play the thing. They have a blast. We're like, cool, we're signing with Warner Brothers. And then the next day, our manager called, and he's like, they passed. And we're like, What? Right. <laughs> What yeah. are you talking about? So so we're going, okay, well, there's no way you can ever get a record deal. What else could we possibly do to tee it up? And uh, and then, you know, they went through Sony New York and then said, yeah. hey, we have this band. We have all this stuff. And New York called Sony Nashville and said, we're signing this band. Great story about Espo, though. The reason I'll, I'll call him by name is a couple of years after we had Break Up With Him was a big hit. And we had, I think, a couple of hits. And we were playing this uh, at country radio seminar in Nashville a couple of years later we're hanging backstage and uh we saw him and he's like hey guys and you know we give a big hug and we're talking he's like man you guys are doing so great i'm so i'm so proud of you and we're like thank you man thank you and then there's like there was a little lull for a second and he goes i fucked up okay yes.
5: <laughs> all right, all right, yes. Yes.
0: you know you've done something right when you can get a record label person to be like i That's fucked right. up dude honestly <laughs> i fucked up yeah it's- yeah It's funny because we talk, me, Johnny, and Dante, we're all musicians. We're all in the industry, and we try and explain to Dave the ins and outs and kind of like the backwards way that some of this shit happens. You guys were on the Kenny Chesney tour, had number one hits, songwriting number ones, and you still couldn't get the fucking ball over the line. But honestly, it seems like it worked out pretty well for you guys. The Kenny Chesney thing does bring this up to me. What does he mean to you in your career? Like how big of a push was Kenny for you guys?
5: Yeah, man, he's still a big push. He's still a huge push part of our lives and you know he 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 didn't want us necessarily on that first tour he didn't know who we were we actually had the same like management company and mm-hmm. and uh we we kind of got, got on to it and he was like yeah yeah sure you know put them on and then you know after on that first tour he was like oh damn these guys are good <laughs> and you know, and and he was like we we just hit it off as people and his fans kind of seemed to gravitate towards us so then we got asked back, and then the next year it was like it just really solidified our friendship. And then and he had also recorded a song that um, Brad and I had written too. So um, we wrote a song called "Saving for a Rainy Day" that he mm-hmm. turned into this giant hit. So it just really he just really became ingrained in it, and and we we got the, the opportunity then to like this unsuccessful band basically just sit there and be sponges and sit there every single night and watch what this guy was doing playing football stadiums. People are just like, you know, it's a full on lifestyle that this guy has created. So we just sat there every night and watched every move he made and just tried to model everything we did after what he did, you know, as far as like how to treat your crew and how to treat your opening acts and, you know, how to treat your fans and how to build a set list and you know how to pick your songs and he just he was just he was the benchmark for it
4: on that exact note so I think what year did you guys originally was it 2015 I think so yeah yes because we had a lot of 15 when so I saw you I'm in Chicago Collins out in Philly um I saw you guys at Soldier Field my buddy calls me at like 9 a.m. on a Saturday and he goes hey I was the 10th caller at be not whatever FM station out here. I won these Kenny Chesney tickets. You want to go? And I'm like, absolutely beautiful summer day. Let's do it. And um, part of the deal was I got to, we got to meet you guys backstage.
5: Uh, And (laughs) and I,
4: I saw you guys at Joe's on wheat street. I want to say it was that same week. Lovely, uh yeah. the tour and I, i'm sure you guys know ed warm really well dante yeah. and i know him really well oh yeah a good friend of mine too and um i was like these guys are fucking awesome they're opening for chesney they just opened in front of, or played in front of like 200 people at joe's on wheat street like last night or two nights ago so we won these tickets i got to meet you guys and i learned that you were um big time red wings fans and big time detroit sports fans and everything and this is in the heart of the hawks winning all their stanley cups and I walk up to you guys just being a drunk asshole, mid 25 year old. I'm like, hey, how about those Red Wings? How about the Blackhawks? And you guys just completely laughed it off instead of telling me to fuck off like I would have. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is, this is, so this is like the butterfly effect moment. This creep yes. comes up and busts your balls. And then like seven <laughs> years later, you're sitting talking to him on a
6: goddamn Yeah, platform. I know,
0: right? <laughs> That's the way the world works, right? I think
6: I know what probably happened. Is like I'm the Detroit hockey guy, and none of the other guys know. You probably busted their balls. They're like, "What's a Red Wing?" (laughs) (laughs) They're all like, "Get this guy
0: the fuck out of here!" And you're like, "Yo, let me talk to you for a minute, bro." We're just happy. Exactly.
4: That's exactly how I I open it. I'm like, "Hey, who's the who's the Red Wings fan?"
5: <laughs> yeah,
4: sure I still have it on Facebook
5: and everything. I'm like, yeah, it's me and the old Dominion guys, are best buds. Yeah, the we're best part is anytime, anytime anybody busts Trevor's balls, we're just like, yes, get him.
0: <laughs> I think Johnny did ask a good question too, kind of about the time that you guys spent as songwriters and the time before the band really took off. And I think it oddly correlates with Kenny's career in a way because Kenny didn't hit it right away. Kenny had to kind of like right. fight out of those early stages and then get into be what he was. But talk to me a little bit about those early times, those times of just being songwriters and trying to get your name out there and cutting your teeth in Nashville, because those are always the stories that really mean the most
6: to us.
5: Yeah. It's yeah. A, I mean, you know, it's like it any, no time. matter
6: what, what, no matter what profession you do, you know, whether it's sports or whatever, um, you know, whether you're acting or anything, it's like, it takes a long time. You might have talent, you know, it's like, you know. A first round draft pick, triple A baseball player has talent, but it, you know, they don't rush right to the major leagues. Either. It takes a long time to really hone that craft. You know, when, when you're in it in the beginning, you're like, I'm writing good songs. How come I'm not successful? And you don't realize it's like, yeah, you might write one pretty worthy song, but it takes hundreds of those songs. It takes thousands and it takes, so much more than just having a little bit of talent so all of those years of struggling and getting told no and trying to figure out how to just climb that ladder and get a little bit better and get a little bit better is like it's the most important time and it sucks because a lot of people the way it happens now on tiktok and stuff like that a lot of people don't they're not afforded that opportunity to just really hone the craft and sort of live in the minor leagues so to say Mm. you know well, but, it's, yeah, also just,
2: it's also distorted the reality of a lot of other artists that think it's, you know, instant fame, instant gratification, that anything can just happen overnight. And it's, yeah. you see a lot of these younger artists kind of get discouraged very easily and throw in the towel early, whereas, you know, you just... Yeah, and it, some, it and some of
6: them are hard successful hard. too, so... Yeah. It yeah. is an opportunity, and sometimes it works out, too. But it's like you mentioned Kenny Chesney. Kenny Chesney, if if he came out today and had to go through what he did and had two or three albums where he hadn't found himself yet, wasn't successful, nobody would be giving him a third album. There would be yeah. no Kenny Chesney in the way we know it now. But that know, is I think
1: there's like an inverse graph sometimes with the longevity of a band and the talent is the longer it takes oh. for the, the real talent to shine often, not always. Sure. And... My aim is to be one of those musicians that's only discovered 200 years after my death, <laughs> so that somewhere deep in my soul I can know. Well, yeah, it's because I was so goddamn good, no one could appreciate it at the time, no one understood okay. it,
0: right? Yeah. So, you you want that Van Gogh arc or like uh, one of those, yeah, like Vivaldi, only...
5: even you know, those yeah, like composers. That? You ever seen that documentary called Searching for Sugarman? Yes, like, yes. Yeah, yeah, Kenny yeah. loves that documentary, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the guy's like. Famous in an entire other country, and he doesn't even realize it either. I do, I do appreciate like the,
0: the, that's a, that's a nice fucking spin zone on just being a downtrodden musician. It's like, no, 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 I'll be respected after I'm gone.
2: Yeah. I'll yeah. Be, I'll get <laughs> poverty you, my whole life. Could, do you yeah. guys listen? Do you guys listen back to stuff that you wrote very early oh, on man, in your career? And really Do you, it. do you, because we hear everything, we hear, guys that say oh i can't listen to it i cringe it's it's so bad i'm embarrassed by it and then we hear guys that are like no i love to because it takes me back to that place i was in my life i remember that exact moment when i was writing that and you can kind of see the evolution process and and appreciate yeah. it for what it is well, how yeah, how do you guys
5: sometimes we pull stuff up just to make ourselves laugh, you know, because, yeah. you know, back in like Trevor was sort of saying earlier, you writing these songs. You're like, why isn't anybody recording them? And then you can kind of, you know, you get 10 years down the road and you turn around and listen to them. And you're like, oh, no one recorded this shit. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting
0: there like, these guys aren't deep enough. They don't understand this. And then you're like, well, yeah, those yeah. things suck.
5: Yeah, yeah. But what, what? You guys are- we do laugh at ourselves a lot. You guys are
2: harsh critics but let's let's plug the let's plug the uh new ep real quick uh since that's pretty much the reason we're having you on here yeah. one question i love to ask because we always get a different response is why an ep versus an lp
5: mm. man i mean really the the simple truth is um we just don't have the full thing ready yet and we're mm. going like, we're working on it. Like, we, we're, we've we're been texting back and forth, mixed notes all day on the whole rest of the project. So there's a whole big dump coming later. But, um, you know, and the, w- the way people listen to music now, partially it's beneficial to release smaller amounts, but with our fans at least, because if we released 12 songs, they would gobble them up, and then three months later, they'd be going, what's next? And (laughs) so, you know, and then we were like, well, shit, we got to put together something else. So now we can, we have the benefit of releasing a little bit here. And then once the next batch is ready, a little bit more, and then we can give them the full album uh, later on. I mean, that's something
1: even in country music that we talk about that a lot in pop and the alternative rock world, that like you're just constantly having to do single, single, single to keep that appetite going. You say it's even starting to kind of affect country, which I would have suspected would be a little more album driven but you're saying it is kind of starting to creep in there that
5: I, I think it's different for for uh, for different artists you know uh-huh. someone like you know morgan wallen dumps you know 50 songs on an album and puts it out and everybody loves it and he just keeps kind of doing that and we're just not that artist you know right we, we definitely are a little bit more benefiting from little bits at a time
6: i think so we, it is changing that. a little bit though where i think like i'm excited about watching this happen this year and the way we're doing it because i do think it has been frustrating sometimes where we do write a lot and i think we could release music sooner you know but then we drop an mm-hmm. album we're like i guess it'll be two and a half three years before we do another one i do like the idea of we, you know we'll probably put the rest of this album out soon and we can go right to work. And if we get some new stuff we love, there's nothing that stops us from putting it out next year, at least putting out little portions of it, you know? Well, yeah, I, yeah, I
1: th- guess also, because uh, uh, how many of you are writing in the band? Is everyone writing?
5: Yeah, to some degree, everyone writes. Um, we have some, you know, we've we done it in various different ways. We've made albums where we all went into the studio with no songs, and we just wrote and recorded the entire album all together. Wow. Or, um, you know, but... And then we've had songs where it's like I was a writer on it and two two other writers were, and we recorded that song where Trevor and I wrote a song. And so this next project is sort of a mix of all of that. We have songs that are older, songs that we all wrote in the studio, songs that, you know, a few of us were a part of. So it's it's kind of a hodgepodge.
0: Are you guys bringing in outside writers as well? We have a we never kind of have... circle,
5: you know, that, that we write with all the time that we've written with for years. And they they write with us all the time.
0: We get we've had a lot of we've had like Luke Dick who writes for Miranda Lambert, who's a good buddy of ours on the podcast. My buddy Rob Snyder, who writes for Luke Holmes. Like, I enjoy that Nashville cycle of like everybody gets to work with everybody. But then you're also seeing situations like Hardy and Morgan Wallen where they're just buddies and they get together and they write songs and they happen to all be hits. I was curious, being that you're all songwriters, were you territorial or were you bringing other people in as well?
6: We've all I mean, you know, like Matthew and, and Brad and I have had publishing deals in town. We moved to Nashville to be writers. So we have been immersed in that songwriting world for for a long time. And then we kind of found each other and we we had sort of our tight knit circle of writers that we wrote with a lot. But we write with, you know, a lot of the same guys. But when it comes to the band, it's like, you know, we're writing all year, you know, I you know, together and apart so we do amass a little catalog of songs where when it comes time to go into the studio we can comb through those but i think most it's more likely to be an old dominion song if we wrote it together in some capacity
1: i was actually just going to ask what what's the aesthetic or like the criteria that would have you bring a song to the band as opposed to trying to pitch to another artist
5: if you think it's it's great super badass yeah yeah. (laughs) and these days these days if we think it's great we'll bring it up and you know yeah. you got to have a thick skin in this band because you might have a song that you think's great and everybody else goes it's not it's not hitting me man now I, well, I
2: i'll tell you a song that is great and i used to little uh little full disclosure here i used to be a, a pretty big dj back in the day so i know i know my music and i know when i hear a hit and two weeks ago i'm driving in my car and I'm listening to the highway and should have married you comes on smash. And I was like, wow, this is a really, really well written, just great song. Um, and then the, I think it was Reagan uh, plugged it afterwards and said, it was off your guys, new EP and new music coming out. And, then day like literally a day later david's like i think i can get old dominion on the show and i was like oh my god i just scars are aligning i just heard <laughs> right that the song. Yeah. fucking mind-blowing how did Thank that you. song come about where who's responsible for it where did it come from
5: that one is one that we wrote in the studio we we had a day in the studio uh when we were making this this whole project and uh that our producer shane was a little late that day and um so we we were like, well, we can work on some like overdub things, or or we can try to write something. And so um, I had had the, that piano part. I'm not a piano player, but I was in a hotel room like a couple of years ago uh, on a day off, and uh, I had taken a couple of gummies and I'm just sitting <laughs> <up> there, <laughs> you know, like trying to like, write something. So I like so I, you know I created this whole loop and I had it on my phone and. I brought it up to the guys and, and played it for them. And I had this title called, I would have married you. And it was a little bit different and it just wasn't hitting right. And uh, somebody, I think it might've been Brad, uh, who was like, what if it was, I should have married you. And then that kind of like piqued our interest and, you know, cause everybody's got, everybody's got some sort of regret or something in their life that, that they, uh, you know, if I, if I was not so You're stupid, what I, I would have done it. Yeah. That. And, yeah. So that's or where, they
6: watch their friend do it.
5: Yeah, right. <laughs> so then it started to take shape in the studio right there. So that's what happened. We built it right there, you yeah. know, in real time. That's what you hear.
0: I do have to ask on a on a songwriting too, because I have to I have to bounce in a second. I'm gonna leave these guys to it. But do you have any songs you've written for other artists that, looking back on it, you wish you would have held on to and could have been Old Dominion songs? Whether it be a Luke Bryan song, like there has to be one that you're like.
5: That one should have been us. Yeah. Um, it's it's a weird mix, right? Because especially if it was a hit, you know, um, because it served its purpose and it, it got us. But I remember it was really, really, really hard to let go of Say You Do, which is a song that Trevor and I wrote with Shane that was actually my first number one song for Dirk Bentley. And we had been playing that song. You and, wrote that? Yeah. and, and that, oh, that you. That became like a staple in our set and was really had really elevated us as songwriters and as a band into this new level and then then
6: dirk's we used to actually it. open the set
5: with that remember that it was yeah, kind of yeah. cool and, yeah. and dirks wanted it and it was like and we we didn't have really much going on but there was enough going on that we felt like do we let go of this song <laughs> you know and then ultimately it's like we have to. We have to let go because we're not making any money. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta like worked so hard for this moment, you know. And yeah. and so it it showed up, and he did a great job on it, uh, you yeah, know. Luckily, and um, and it served his purpose. But that one was really, really tough to let go of. Oh, I
0: didn't know you guys did that. Such a great song. Thank you. I love how
2: honest you guys are though like that's that's a real life situation
5: like oh yeah it was tough man it was it was like oh shit. It, it
6: was it was like that was probably the last one we let go of that we really felt tied to because after that it was like the scales tipped I think yeah. with the band
1: can I make just a, this is like a little inside thing just for me I was watching the video for I was on a boat that day yeah. and I'm an accordion player, you can probably see somewhere in the background there, i got accordions. Oh, yeah. I appreciate anyone that includes an accordion in a cool music video just to keep (laughs) to keep bringing back the accordion from being like the butt of everyone's joke
5: Uh, so
6: i
1: appreciate that thank you very much
6: well you should look closely if you play because at that point when we shot that i didn't know how to play the accordion because i didn't play it on the record i still don't it doesn't matter (laughs) if you look at my fingers i have no idea what i'm doing but like actually our buddy dave cohen he always comes in the studio with us when we cut our albums and I, you know, he he dropped accordion on it, and so uh, we would just throw it in the tracks if we were playing it live. You know, it just it would be playing in there. But Brad one day was like, "Oh, you should you should learn the accordion and play that part." And I was like, "Oh, that'd be cool." And he's like, "Actually, no." He's like, "That would take you years to learn." I don't know if he was like doing reverse psychology. Again, I don't what, think he was. I, was like, <laughs> I think he was being honest. I know. I think he was just like had a lack of faith in me, and and so uh, which understandably because I was like, but then he said that I was like. Oh, wouldn't I? I'm like one song like I could learn that in a day if I had to and so he's like no you could not so it was like this unofficial bet <laughs> and just randomly one day the, uh, our Martin guitar rep texted me and she was like you know just checked in how I was doing with the guitar and she goes oh by the way I, I also rep for Hohner so if you ever need an accordion <laughs> and I was like send me accordion tomorrow do not tell anybody you sent it to me And so, like, I had this whole secret plan. I called Dave up. I was like, Dave, you got to teach me how to play. I was on a boat that day. I want to just bring it out on stage. So he taught me. I sat there and I had it down. And so I had our sound guy basically create a pickup for it. I didn't tell the band or anything. Yeah. One night we were about to play that song and and it, like, I grabbed it secretly and it kind of honked and Matt was like,
5: "Yeah, what are you you doing? I'm, I'm, like, talking to the crowd. And I'm, like, all of a sudden I hear this little, and I'm, like, what was that? And I look over and there's Trevor. He's squeezing his accordion. organ again. Yeah, he's holding his accordion. I'm like, what are you about to do, man? He's like, what do you mean, man? I'm about to play this accordion. I was like, okay, here we go. It was, <laughs> oh, was that, I don't know if
1: you know that joke is, uh, what's the definition of perfect pitch? Is when you uh, throw your accordion in the trash and it lands on a banjo.
2: <laughs> solid. How did you guys meet, Brad? Brad, I know he's not here, but he is. I'm not trying to kiss anyone's ass. He is a badass guitarist. Like, oh no, he
5: is. He is badass. No, like have- any
2: job not just for, not just by country standards, but he could hang with.
5: Oh yeah, he's pretty a, much anybody. He's how, how
2: did he? How did? Have you guys known him forever? Or
5: yeah, so like the way the whole band, like the short story is, you know, I went to middle school with the drummer with Wit. And then he went to college at JMU with Jeff and Brad. So they were all, Jeff and and Whit were in a band together in college and at JMU. And Brad was also in another band in the same circles. And then I was going up and playing shows with them. And so we we knew Brad. And then we all sort of moved to Nashville one by one. And then Brad ended up moving here too. And uh, we had this other guitar player at the time. His name's Devin Malone. Um, And he was... You know, playing with us, but he we weren't making any money. So he was taking paying gigs here and there. And Brad was always the substitute for for our original guy. And it got to this point where Brad was there more than the original guy. And so, you know, we had we had a little sit down. And we were like, Man, do you want to be in this band or not? And you know, our friend was like at the time he was like, Man, I gotta I gotta pay my bills. I can't keep doing this. Um, and we were like, Okay, cool, no, no sweat. And then called brad and said you want to be in the band and he was like yeah let's do it
6: well he was actually like no i know he did
5: <laughs> at first he was like i swore i would never be in another band
6: <laughs> we're like dude we could write all the time and it'll be fun he's like it took some convincing
1: <laughs> how is this now as starting as writers and then dealing with now the the tour schedule and the tour life affected your lives with families with on you know, all that sort of thing.
5: Oh uh, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it poses God. its challenges.
6: <laughs> it's a real
5: challenge. It's bit it was a real challenge, you know, especially when it first started. Um but it was also such a slow build, man. You know, it's yeah. like we we had been doing this for such a long time before it ever took off, you know. So it was sort of Part of life, and you know the kids know it's part of life, and now they get you know they get to see some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, so it's not too bad, but it, it is a it is a bit of a you know a mind fuck at first. What yeah, we- it was like a
6: rocket ship yeah. taken out, but it's kind of like there's there's some balance I think at this point.
5: What was the
2: biggest like mind fuck for you guys? Like, what what was the moment that you like looked at each other and were like, "Holy shit, we we made it."
6: <laughs> cool. there's there's a few times i mean you know one of the times when we shot the video for break up with them you know with this first video we shot we're like i can't because we always had this motto on the band of like we would uh, we'd, we'd just like if we'd start getting too serious about something or talking about something we will be like it doesn't matter this is never going to work anyway like there's no <laughs> way these yeah. five idiots are going to make it so it's never going to work whatever and so when we had a hit song you know and break up with them was climbing, when we shot the video We were like, Oh, let's do this back to the future type video. And we were like, We should get a DeLorean. That was one of the things. And then a DeLorean showed up and we're like, freaking DeLorean. So we "We can just speak
5: something into existence now. Yeah.
6: (laughs) But also, I think when we won our first award too, it was still, you know, it's constantly like, I don't know, sometimes we still feel that way, like we're still trying to prove ourselves, but like. When we, we had been nominated for an award, but which we thought was a big deal, we were like, we're never gonna actually win. So I think the first time we won, like our whole team just went crazy and it was this giant celebration. And it was like, wow, like we might actually be here for real. That, was a, say, that was a big moment. I
5: always say the first the time that I really knew we made it is when as a joke, we recorded an album. We re-recorded our whole third album with meows. And we just, we just went in and <laughs> meowed the entire album and went into the record label and, and said, put this out. And they were like, what? And we were like, we want to put it out as meows. And so they did. And my buddy, one of my buddies called me and he was like, bro, when you can do something like that, you made it. Like- That's like <laughs> a big finger <middle laughs> <to> everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably got like a billion streams, too. It it streamed way better than anybody thought it was going to.
6: Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) No, I love it. Uh, Well, you guys, you guys are awesome. Not surprised at all. You got a huge summer coming up with this tour, the new EP, anything you'd like to tell your fans that are listening. We usually, uh, we have a lot of aspiring musicians like ourselves that tune into the podcast or anything you guys would tell your younger selves or people in the position you were your younger selves out there grinding, trying not to get, you know, beaten down by
5: the trials and tribulations of being in the industry. Any advice for them out there? Yeah. I think, you know, the thing that we always say to people, I mean, you're going to get beat down. You know, that's just that's just the nature of it you're going to and you have to love what you're doing and uh, you, you know I th- think you get to people like like you guys and like us it, it becomes something that you there's no there's no question you're just gonna do it and but but when you are doing it the thing that we always say and it's hard to do but you can't chase after what you think people want to hear uh, because you'll miss you're always going to be a little bit behind because if you're listening to the radio and you're going, we need to write something like that, those songs are years old and the writers in the town are on to something else and the artists are looking for what's next. So you're always going to be just a little bit behind if you're chasing after what you think people want to hear. So it's, it's hard to do, but it's really important. The, the success that we had as writers and as a band came when we decided that we wanted to write music that we liked and that moved us and the minute that we turned inward and went fuck all that let's just do what we want to do that's the minute everybody went what the hell are they doing yeah he gotta same attention to what we we're doing. yeah fuck yeah yeah that's oh, wow. great Absolutely. i mean it's
1: such a great kind of profound mm-hmm. esoteric idea really that looking inward actually opens you up to everyone so that's really great to hear Absolutely.
2: I love it. Well, Old Dominion, you can check them out. Their uh, next tour kicks off in September. Is that a hometown show for you, Trevor? Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids?
6: Uh, It's close, yeah. I love um, dude.
2: Grand Rapids is such a great city. Yeah, it is. Oh, I, a great love it.
6: City. I love Grand Rapids.
2: Very slept yeah. on. And then it's wrapping it up. And uh, you guys are on tour for a few months. Wraps up in uh, December. Nashville. Cool. Check them out. Uh, check out the new EP, Memory Lane, available on all Friday, streaming services. Correct?
4: Friday, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so recording Wednesday, it drops when you guys are hearing this out. It's, it's out on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you can find it, right?
5: Yep, absolutely.
4: Really excited for it, guys. Thank you for
2: everything. I uh, yeah. really appreciate it. Trevor, really, well, one last parting, parting comment. This is Barstool Sports. Who's winning the NFC North this year? Yeah.
6: NFC North? Detroit bands uh, are getting cocky. Lions are Bears? Lions are Bears? Uh, man, I, I know who I think it's going to be, but I, there's no way I'm going to say it because this band has watched me fall. Uh, <laughs> no
5: faith, pieces.
6: man. No faith. So it's many brutal, times.
5: Dude. It's so brutal to be a Lions fan. I got the, li- uh, I got the Lions. I'll say it. All right, it. you know what? I'm going to
6: say this right now. The Lions are going to win. I guarantee it. My man.
2: <laughs> My man. Okay, i am do it.
4: I'm with you. Thank you guys for everything.
6: Right yeah, on. Right, thank you. It's yeah. great to chat.
4: I can't wait until awesome. you guys come to Chicago next. I can't wait to be out there. I've seen you guys like five times now. So, oh, big fan.
5: Come say hi. Yeah. Hopping on.
6: Thanks, right, fellas. Right, right on, man. Yeah.
5: Thank you.
0: All. all right. That was Old Dominion. Go check that out on tour. Go listen to the new EP. Once again, brought to you by Protection Link by Dante, uh, the leaders in warranty protection for your house, your car, your RV. Soon to be your roof, home electronics, all that. Protection link, sign up, promo code Kenny sucks. Um, Let's do on list, off list. And my on list is very heartfelt. And I mean this in the truest sense possible. My on list is Extraction 2. Yep. If anybody has not seen Extraction 2 yet, I urge you, stop what you're doing, go to Netflix, and watch it multiple times. Yeah. It is the greatest piece of cinema ever made. Wow. I have seen people <laughs> murdered in so many different ways by Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And I'm not spoiling anything here. I watched the man decimate an entire Chechenian prison <laughs> in one shot, run away, car chase onto a moving train yeah. where he then grabs a 50 caliber machine gun, oh, nice. stands on top of the train and shoots down multiple helicopters after <laughs> killing a man with a shovel
1: dude i enjoyed it it would don't get me wrong it was a lot of fun but i had I come, to suspend so much disbelief when I you see anyone to, go into a georgian prison and I, not immediately get knocked the fuck out
0: i come to
3: twice i gotta to say was, i loved the second one i had a great time watching it i still think the first one was a
0: little better the only film that could possibly top extraction two is extraction three yeah which they set up for i know yeah. i mean never, extraction dave you've never seen it Oh. There was
3: a there was a moment in that movie where they've had a missed opportunity to say the name of the movie in the movie. Was, yes, where there's like, like <laughs> this is not a kidnapping,
0: and then they just right.
3: Sarah and I both go, "It's an
0: extraction." And then the pages were like missed opportunity. Me and my wife been having a lot of conversations about changing our son's name from Connor to Extraction Two, and she seems <laughs> on the fence. I don't, you know, kenny Did you guys have a birth song when? The Twins Are Born? Like Yo, a song playing in the delivery room?
3: This. Yep. Uh, so first off, we had a whole playlist. So it started playing and a bunch of songs had gone through. What they ended up being born to was This Must Be The Place by Talking Heads.
0: <gasps> Ooh, like, that's such a good, that's a good song. Yeah. And what a peaceful way to enter the world. like Yeah. See, my son's going to be born to an endless loop of extraction, too, in the background. Dave's Dave's son's going to be born to fucking John Mayer. chair.
4: Your body is a wonderland. I've made love to John Mayer many a time in my same, life,
0: same dude. It's pretty sweet.
4: If we nah, ever get him on the show, I'm gonna just be like, "Yo, man, dude!" Every time I pluck a long like, evening from a bar at two a.m. right before the lights go on, yeah, I play <laughs> you.
0: What do you? What, what music do you think you've nutted to the most times in your life? <laughs> Room for squares, John- Slayer. Slayer. Slayer.
4: <laughs> Slayer. Yeah. Flare um, <laughs> Continue Obviously
0: I just I put on a, uh, Explosions in the Sky uh, The band that does The soundtrack to Friday Night Lights Yeah, I just basically I just basically Have the same song on loop For the three minutes That it lasts It's awesome yeah, I do Chumba Wumba <laughs> <laughs> i do the spin doctors <laughs> i
1: listened
4: to i had a 90s playlist going yesterday while i was cooking dinner and uh spin doctors came in came on and i appreciated it
3: yo i love spin doctors dave have you smoked anything good lately
4: uh i got some medicinal shit from uh
3: no not uh, wheat, you stupid bitch the fuck oh you have a grill or a smoker?
4: <laughs> oh well <laughs> I was cooking, not smoking any food. Um, I did a, a spatchcock. Oh,
3: yeah, spatchcock chicken.
4: Yeah, oh. yeah. Dude, it was fifteen dollars for a five or seven, whatever it wasn't that big. Like I finished the whole bird myself. It was two thighs and two legs basically, and in little breast, but uh, it was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, fire. I got this yeah. recipe, it was um a lemon something gravy that I made and um, it had me shoving butter in between the like this compound butter nice. with the bunch of seasonings. It was fucking amazing. It so was like
6: I've
3: been Johnny. I you- tip lately. It's been fucking fire. Johnny, I we're off-
6: meeting to do that, and I haven't
4: done it yet because I'm afraid
3: of what. Do you have a smoker or a grill?
4: I have a gr- I have a expensive ass Weber that I got for free. Yeah. I could never afforded it, but um that i have a little smoking box it does the trick it's, it's not a, it's good both
3: ways i mean the smoking is great but it's also great grilled it's super easy to cook man
0: hey, johnny you were awfully quiet during the what song do you nut to conversation
1: well i was just trying to come up with like make something up other than my own music because <laughs> <laughs> I no, I, well i have a question about that if we want to keep talking about that are you serious with the john mayer stuff uh, dave
4: I yes, I have. Yeah,
1: because see, to me, when something's so on the nose, like sexy music, I find it unsexy.
0: But see, I, I, have, <laughs> I have, I have, I have a playlist. It's only fifteen second snippets of songs, so that it seems like I'm lasting longer than I actually am. That's but actually. Damn, we've been awesome... through twelve. Oh, we, have no. been through twelve songs already. This guy's an animal. No, <laughs> it's just you're getting snippets.
1: Just just a Bruce Springsteen four hour live concert. <laughs>
0: I get through the intro. <laughs> Here's Bruce Springsteen. And I'm like, all right, cool. We can listen to this now. This is great. <laughs> That's the clip this week I'm doing. <laughs> what song do you nut to? Um, yeah, I just do bony there. I just do whale sounds basically. <laughs> uh Dave, who's on your list?
4: Um, on my list, I just, oh, Adam Sandler. So last night uh as i'm going to bed this is at like 10:30 p.m. obviously i'm a uh, um, early guy both waking up and going to bed but um i watched the movie hustle last night great movie yes. it was fucking fantastic
0: dave little what? fact you know the, you know the neighborhood that uh, he runs through
4: yeah 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 that's
0: my neighborhood that's where i live
4: i i was going to ask what that is where I had no idea because I looked it up. I'm like, there's no way I'm the only one that loved this movie because I don't remember it getting a ton of fanfare. It came out last year, 2022. Are you guys familiar with this movie? I it's haven't seen it, but I'm Saturday.
1: familiar with it. Yeah.
4: Okay. Yeah. He's a scout, lies to a kid in Spain. He like unearthed a gem, blah, blah, blah. And in, in basketball. And it's, it has like a million cameos with actual NBA players in it and everything.
5: Anthony it Edwards. Would,
4: a fucking fantastic movie. It got 93% on Rotten Tomatoes too. What are we talking about? This uh it's Adam Sandler's last movie, uh Hustle. Uh, did anybody see that movie Air? I heard it was good, but it, it was really with good. with Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah, I heard it was really good, but I never saw
1: I haven't it. seen it. But... Speaking of I haven't
4: seen it. sports movies. Yeah. But I highly recommend. It's, it's a family movie. So watch it with the family. Great fucking H- movie. Does Hustle's great. Started, uh, has anybody
3: started Black Mirror? Yeah, the new scene. No. I watched one episode, the first episode. Wait, which one?
4: I I blend them all together. Which no, one? The,
3: the one where like the girl realizes that Netflix basically is making a real time documentary about her life.
4: I watched the one where the two dudes would make out in the uh, video game.
3: Oh, I've I've only seen that that one that I saw, but I'm stoked on the rest of them. Dude, and then <laughs> some like hijacking.
0: Well, I mean, I, I, I plan on starting The Bear season two today, which I'm very excited about. I oh, love that, that fucking out? show. That came out today, the full season. Is that first
3: season really as good as everybody says?
0: Yes, it's fucking outstanding. Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. Kenny, the the
3: did you Chicago? ever- Yeah,
0: that's the one in Chicago. With Lip I've from, never uh... seen a second of it. It's so good, dude. Well, first
4: off- have... a, have In been... the first season, they have Barcelona Chicago logos in the background, I guess. It and makes I sense. Told... Yeah.
0: It uh, If you've ever worked in a restaurant in any capacity- it's the most anxiety-inducing show ever because it's actually wildly realistic. It's I, so...
4: Working in a restaurant is not easy. It's not no, easy. it's
0: the most stressful shit in the entire world. Because the worst part is it's stressful and then you remember that you're not like saving lives or doing rocket science. You're like, why the fuck am I so stressed out about this?
3: <laughs> None of this shit
0: matters. None of this shit matters. <laughs> I could literally never show up again and it wouldn't fucking That's, matter. What
3: I play. That's what I say every night when I'm playing like Call of Duty and people are so mad or they're screaming. You're like... This isn't.
0: You know what's gonna happen? You're gonna get in another game. <laughs> it's gonna be okay, yeah. bro. Yeah, unplug the fucking system. It's you not that, that big of a deal. deal.
4: Why are you, Kenny? What are you doing the rest of the night or day? I got until I got a couple hours to kill. You want to play some uh, duty? I or would it? love to, but I have to move back into my studio
3: today and tomorrow. It's gonna be a all
1: of fatherly game. duty is what he's gonna play.
3: Yeah, that's also that. Yeah, I, I might not I, on a laptop, ready? right? Can
4: you show us the new studio? Like, take it
3: in there. Oh no, I'm not. I have a camera attached to a TV up here, bro. You'll see it next time we meet
0: you know did we do an off list for this fucking submarine yo
3: can we do it now on the list uh it's fucked up right obviously but the memes
0: oh they're so good they're so good Unbelievable! (laughs) did you see somebody was trying to find the submarine by tracking sharks the, the guy, yeah. the guy thought he, he was getting it because he was following the migration patterns of sharks <laughs> something <laughs> like that,
4: dude. It <laughs> has been impossible to write anything this week because every single story is or like news outlet is dominated by this Titanic thing.
3: Speaking of Elon Musk, I don't have an off the list, but I have another on the list. Uh, if this cage fight between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg happens. This is a real thing that's been going on on Twitter. They both appear I know. to agreed to yeah, a- I saw
4: that. I saw that. <laughs> Yo, let's go. It's hilarious. Dude, I, like, Elon is a complete asshole probably, but he's at least kind of, like, self-deprecating at the same time, which makes me like him a little bit. Like, answer he has me, to, able to make fun of himself. Answer me this. If
0: they got in the cage match and fucking Zuckerberg pulled out some sort of, like, blood spore Krav Maga bullshit and that's ripped out Elon does, Musk's he's- heart. He's- but I'm just saying, if he murdered Elon Musk in the ring, would he be prosecuted?
3: Not if there's no, if there's a contract saying his. Yeah, right. like there's
4: been boxers that have died from like brain hemorrhaging and shit before.
0: With the internet, the, that would be the moment the internet yeah, finally but breaks. That would mean you'd have to get hit oh, yeah. so hard
3: to get brain damage. I'm, I don't think either of those guys got the wallop.
0: I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't Zuckerberg, know,
3: dude.
4: I'm. I I could swear I've heard that since Zuckerberg has had like inherited – not inherited, but like accumulated all his wealth. I'm pretty sure he's like a black belt jujitsu because he just wants to be.
0: That's what I'm saying. He's Gavin Belson from fucking um, Silicon Valley. Have you seen that show? (laughs) Yeah. He's Gavin Belson. He has like a Sherpa who taught him how to rip out throats like fucking Roadhouse. He walks in and just three seconds in (laughs) fucking rips out his throat and then...
1: They're going to do it in the the metaverse Metaverse, or something as some lame-ass promotion for a new technology. Yeah, exactly.
4: No, me in they the can do that. But the last Black Mirror, so it was this little like fucking node thing that you put to your temple, and then you're actually in the video game. So this dude and his buddy were cheating on their wives with each other, making out oh, yeah. season. Yeah,
3: yeah,
4: yeah. Was that the old season? That's an
3: old season. Yeah, yeah. But then, then yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, that was a good. I'm uh, yeah.
0: I'm just picturing my son now being in grade school and like some dude trying to step to and be like, meet me in the metaverse, pussy, I'll beat your ass. And then I got to go home and be my son be like, I got beat up in the metaverse today. And I'm like, dude, hey, what got hurt? Your feelings? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. God damn it. He's like, dude, my avatar's fucked up. I can't help it. Uh, I feel like that's it today. I feel like that's it for this episode. Yeah. All right, well, that's it for this week. Thank you to Old Dominion. Uh, thank you to Protection Link. Uh, Dave and Dante down in Nashville. We'll see how that goes. If Dave, Dave, you have to go back to the bar. You have to find oh, the bar.
4: I, I'm going back to the bar. I just John, do
0: you know it. what happened at this bar? I think I've heard the story, but you can re- refresh my memory. Me, Dave, and Dante moshed to a metal cover band called Guillotine. Yeah. Uh, and then Dave got mad. Stopped. That was the night where I got fucking hammered. And we went to that blues bar, and I tried to get to go up on stage. And they were like, we're closing. We're like done playing in like 10 minutes. And I was like, dude, please let me come up and play. And Dave was like, "Not for real, he's good, dude. I'll give you 50 bucks right now if you let him go up. And they're like, dude, get the fuck out of here. And then I sulked and I got even more hammered. And Dante came over, put his arm around me and said, let's get you a hot dog, buddy. And then we went back
5: to
4: the hot dog. dog. Yeah. Uh, Someone
0: needs to animate that story. Yes. I was
1: like, I just
4: wanted to play, man. I I I could have done it. Dante across the fucking bar with my mosh skills. (laughs)
0: <laughs> he did he fuck me out, dude? Um, all right. That's well, actually I, on
4: tape, I'm pretty sure we got that. it is
0: on tape. I'm gonna put that back on Instagram. That's a good Dave's strong, dude. Dave has a depth of hate and anger within a Clydesdale, him. Clydesdale, you know what I mean? He's like more of like a really strong donkey. Like Clydes a Clydesdale, he's got the stature of a Clydesdale. I, I don't Dave's Dave's surprisingly thick, dude. He's very thick. Dave, you didn't make fun of me once for not wearing sleeves today. I was disappointed.
4: Yeah, I mean, you're indoors. or like, not in public. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be on the internet. <laughs> it's going kind to of be that, but, like, I'll wear it cut off in my own house, but I'm not going outside, and I don't want to intimidate everybody.
0: I didn't free the nipple, so there you go. All right, fuck you guys. We'll see you next week.